Welcome to another edition of VP Live Talk Radio. This is going to be the last vape dedicated show, podcast. You know, I've been doing this podcast for at least 10 years. Pretty much all of them have somehow reformed around vaping. They've been about, I started this because of vaping, to be honest. Vaping got me to start doing this podcast. There were so many things going on. I'm, I'm just going to, this whole podcast, if you like vaping, this is going to be about vaping, okay? But this is going to be my final one. I'm not saying that in the future I won't talk about vaping on my podcast. It depends, to be honest. Maybe it's something, an interesting story. Maybe something exciting happens. I don't know. I'm going to focus from, the, after this podcast, I'm still going to do podcast, okay? But I'm going to focus, my primary focus is going to be on what's just general things of what's going on in the world either things that I come across, stories I find interesting, just the things that I come across in life, I'm going to spur it out on my podcast because that's what I want to do. That's what's interesting to me. I know that's what's inter- interesting to a lot of you because a lot of people, a lot of my listeners tell me, you know, I like when you just spout off about all these other things, you know, vaping or not, gives a shit. I'm still involved with vaping. Don't get me wrong. I still have tea time. I still have my e-liquid company. I'm still very, very involved with doing that. It's doing great. Um, I, I still will do whatever I have to do to help. If, if there's any help needed to, to fight, to, to do whatever, I, I don't know. I, I'm not leaving vaping. I'm just done talking about vaping on a podcast. I have to progress this podcast. I have to make it something more fun. And that's talking about all the things <laughs> that I go through and that I see in life and news stories, whatever it may be. There's so many things that I want to talk about, but that's going to be on my first podcast. And I've gotten questions. Kevin, did you take the vaccine? Well, I'll answer that on my next podcast. Uh, what about Donald Trump losing and Joe Biden's president? I'll answer that during my next. I have, I know all your questions. I know what you want to hear. And I'll answer all that stuff on my next podcast, which would be the podcast that focuses on just what's going on in Kevin's life. And Kevin's got to fucking talk about it. There'll be a call-in number like there is now, 347-202-1162. There's a call-in number. There'll be a call-in number for that. And I'm also, also thinking of, I'm not sure of this yet, but I'm thinking of also putting the new podcast from here on, on YouTube as well. It'll be on here on SoundCloud, but putting it on YouTube as well. I do have a lot of people request that I upload it to YouTube and I get it. So I might do that. Possibly. That hasn't been decided yes or no, but... I've gotten people's reactions, and I'll, and I'll think about it. But what I want to focus on right now, okay, because this is very important to me, I just really, for one last time, I just really want to go through vaping from beginning to now. I mean, how we got to this point. Let, let me say, things for vaping right now aren't that good. Okay, it's 2021. We have Joe Biden as president. Thankfully, thankfully, he's so busy with all this other shit that's going on in the world that he's not really concentrating on vaping right now. Okay, I'm sure they're getting him. Like, Come on, job. He does. He's like, fuck that. I got too much stuff going on. I'm not dealing with vaping right now. So, you know, and Kamala as well, who's very anti-vape. They just don't want to deal with it right now. They got too many things going on. They're not going to deal with vaping right now. I get that. I and, and hey, good. That's good for the industry, right? But eventually, they will. Eventually, they're going to get to a point within the next couple years where these anti-groups are going to say, you know what? Enough's enough, Joe. Do something. Oh, and they're going to do something. 
Okay, they're going to do... Are they going to follow the science? Of course they're not. <laughs> That's not going to fucking happen. They should. They say they do, but they won't. But anyway, I just want to do one last kind of how we got here. Why is vaping where it is today? Why is it when you walk down the street and you ask just the average person, take five people, pull five people aside, two, at least two, possibly three out of those five people are going to say that vaping is actually more harmful than cigarettes. Why do people think that? We're going to get to why they think that. But let's go way, way back. Way, way, way back. Whoop, let's go to 2009. 2009. When I was smoking my brains, why I smoked about a, I was a half a pack to almost a pack a day smoker. Usually half a pack. Marlboro Lights. That was my, that was my jam was Marlboro Lights. Okay? And I knew I was getting older. I knew I got to stop. I got to quit. So like I said, I, I know you've all heard the story before, but I'll say it one last time. I was online. I was trying to illegally download a movie or a song. I think it was a song. This is back in 2009. And there was some ad for something called Blue Sig. And it was an electronic cigarette. It looked just like a cigarette. It had like a pack. It looked just like a cigarette pack. And it had these little carts and everything. And they showed people puffing on it. And they said, you just use this instead of smoking. And there you go. You're going to quit smoking. So I said, just so before I forget this. That's the air conditioner in the background you're hearing. I have a very, very nice sensitive mic now, and it's great, but it's going to pick up everything in the back. So that's what that is. I'll figure that out later. You're going to have to listen to it for now. But anyway, so I saw this thing, and I'm like, geez, you know, I, I, I just bought it. I, I, nothing else was working for me to quit. Nothing else worked. I couldn't quit. So I bought this. I bought this blue SIG. And I said, fuck it. I'm going to give it a shot. And um, I remember telling my mother about it at the time, and, and she said to me, well, what if that thing's harmful? What if it hurts you? I mean, oh, you don't know. What if that thing, you, you don't know anything about that? What if you, you start using that thing and that, that's harming you? And my answer was, is, well, I don't know. It could. Could harm me. Maybe it could. I have no idea. I know smoking's killing me. I know that. And I know that if I use this, I'm not going to smoke anymore. So... I think it's smarter to use this product, which I don't know what, what it does to me yet. You're right. But I know it's going to get me off that product that I know is killing me. That was my reasoning, my logic, and a lot of our reasons and logic. And then, of course, when you start using this product, you're online. I came across ECF, e-cigarette form, which is still around today, which is amazing. You meet people on there. I met people on there. We started going to meets, New York City meets. We started, I live in Connecticut. We started driving into New York City to go to these vape meets. I'd bring Jamie with me. She didn't even vape, but she'd come with me. The average person at these vape meets was probably in their 30s and 40s. It was definitely older people. No question. There were some young guys, but it was majority 30, 40 years old. And I think that is because I think, you know, when you get in your 30s and 40s, that's when you really start saying to yourself, you know, I got to start taking care of myself. You know, I, I, I got to quit smoking. I got to lose weight, blah, blah, blah. It was that way for me and I'm and a lot of others small group and we get together and and you know at that time devices just started being created I mean you know the the, the whole mod uh thing just started uh trog trog from the UK was the very first person to create a mod he simply just took a flashlight and wired it however you have to wire it and it was the first mod it was that was it called the screwdriver. Look it up, Trog screwdriver. They're probably still around today. I know a couple of years ago I looked and he's still out of mods. Whoops, that was unbelievable. But Trog created the screwdriver, and that changed everything. And 
What's really cool about that is now I did Trog create the screwdriver. It's the first vape product that the Chinese ripped off. <laughs> it was called the, I think it was called the DS905. It was a DS905, and it was a ripoff of Trog screwdriver. So that's the first, you know, electronic cigarette mod, whatever device that China, you know, cloned. And then they just went on from there, and it went on and on and on. So, like, things like that started coming out. Pure Smoker started making mods. Pure Smoker mods. Oh, my God. I mean, they, they were, like, expensive mods. And then modders started making mods. And it just, it started. And then we started with uh, uh, drippers and, and GG and, and you just, all this stuff. You had these tanks coming and you had these, you know, these great mods coming in. And innovation was coming and things with, things like new products coming out of China. We had uh, the, the DS901s and we had the... Uh, uh, God, 405s. I can remember there's so many different types of stick batteries. Then we had an Ego battery. Then like in 2010, an Ego battery, or maybe late 2009, an Ego battery came out where you could screw, you know, an atomizer card onto it. It was like, oh my God, you know, because that put out so much more power than those stupid stick batteries. And then mods, and it just started growing. It started, and then e-liquids, you know, it's interesting. When I started, there was really just e-liquid in China. That was it. There was one website. I remember there was one website, and I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, that you could go and get e-liquids. They had like grape, blueberry, you know, just basic, basic flavors, strawberry. They came in 10 mil, 10 mil bottles. And at the time, they didn't even sell zero milligram. They sold three, six, 12, 18, 24, and 32. That's what they sold. And some places actually had 48 which I only known one human in existence that vape that used 48, and that was uh, Dave from the UK. That was crazy. And very few people used uh, 36. Some, again, very few used 24 milligram. It was mostly 6 milligram, 12 milligram. Because remember at the time, we didn't have these strong tanks that we do now and these you know crazy RDAs. You know, it, it wasn't as much power going through, so you didn't... You, you have to really vape like a 12. I vaped a 12 milligram. That's what I started with. I thought 18 was too much. But at 12 milligram, you could still get that decent throat hit, and, you know, and get the flavor and everything else. It's just It just was the best strength e-liquid at the time with the technology we had. And that changed, as you all know. So, you know, you have these people getting involved 2010, 2011. There's more and more people vaping. ECF's getting busier. You have another forum. You have Vapors Forum. You have Forum Wars. You have Facebook groups starting. Uh, California, at this point, starts getting involved very heavily. Um, I believe, actually, they started a vape shop probably right around 2011. I'd say 2010, 2011. Uh, uh, the first vape shop was in California. I can't remember the name of it. I, I think it's out of business now but it, it started vape shop started it the industry started just getting this attention you know and the innovation the stuff that was coming out of china was nuts you know we had variable voltage uh, uh mods now and then we had um you know drip tips and and just you know china was making these devices and it, it was it was just an exciting time the innovation was great more and more e-liquid companies were coming out more and more meats were being put together across the country where people would get together and vape and hang out it started becoming this really cool thing you know and and i'll never forget i was at a vape event in virginia it was the uh first uh VaporCon, i believe it was and there was a couple of people there from uh, R.J. Reynolds, and they were walking around. And I looked at it, and I, and I asked him, I said, so what do you think? And their response was, well, you know, it's, it's, it's cool and all, but I, we just, 
don't see this being anything big. You know, I think it's just going to be like a like a hobby. Like, you know, you guys look like you have a nice hobby here. You know, kind of like a hobby thing. Like, this isn't going to catch on. And I was like, okay, you know. And, and I'm thinking like, okay, I, I knew. Everybody, how could they not know? But they, I think they really thought that this is just not going to catch on. They thought it's neat, but whatever. So anyway, more and more of these vape meets happen. Advocacy starts happening that, you know, because that everything just starts 2012, 2013. Everything starts really taking off. I mean, it was like just a group of, of people to like all of a sudden you had thousands of people doing this. You had vape shops popping up all over. that. It started popping up everywhere. Uh, I mean, places to buy vape products, e-liquids, e-liquid companies out of control. 2013, 2014, tons and tons and tons of e-liquid companies are fucking everywhere. I mean, it just blew up now from 2012 and on why did vaping just blow up like that well i'll tell you one reason why one reason why is california got heavily involved in the production of of products e-liquids they were leading the country in producing especially e-liquids i mean just everything that they were just killing it okay and what they did was they decided at that time to use the marijuana type of uh, marketing. You know, when you market marijuana products, you know, you have like the cartoon characters and you try, you, you, you go after 18 to 25 year olds. That's what they decided. We're going to use marijuana type marketing and we're going to go after 18 to 25 year olds. That's what they decided. And the whole, pretty much the whole fucking industry all did it. Oh, we'll do it too. We'll go after 18 to 25. We'll use the same marketing candy flavors, cartoon images for this, you know, appealing to the 18 to 25 year old. Cause they felt that that's the market. That's what we have to go after. That's who, who's going to do this. And, and they did, they went after them very aggressively. Now, unfortunately for the industry going after 18 to 25 year olds, looks like you're targeting children. It fucking does. You got fucking Fred Flintstone here. You got this. You got, you know, you got, uh, they had Pokemon e-liquids. You know, it was just crazy. I mean, they were just using this crazy marketing that the marijuana industry has used for years. And I, I think they just figured, well, it's going to work. Hey, work for marijuana industry. It's got to work for this, right? Kind of like the same category. Hey, fuck it. But when they did that, they took away like what this product really was. And that's where we as an industry started to fuck up. That's where we started to fuck up is when that happened. You know, CBD, it's interesting. I go around Connecticut here, and there's a chain of CBD shops, and these shops look like a medical facility. You walk in, you sit down, there's someone there with a, they look like a fucking doctor for Christ's sake. They had a court, and, and they treat the CBD products as a product to help people with pain, anxiety, what have you. But they set it up kind of like a like a, a medical type facility you know so it gives it credibility so you know that this is you know this is here to these products are here to help you we're not here to get you high these products are here to to help and it, you know what it does is a lot of people feel comfortable now going to these places because it's like going to a doctor's office you know you walk in and they find out what your ailment is they find what's going to work best for you they treat it the way we should have done that that's what vaping should have done. It should have never, ever been fucking uh, watermelon Jolly Rancher. It should have never fucking been that. It should have been flavor, certain flavors. We had to have flavors. Certain flavors, none of that fucking marijuana type marketing, none of the cartoon 18 to 25 targeting bullshit. 
You should have walked into a fucking vape shop. It should have been like a medical facility. You sit down. Wait, okay, this is what you're supposed This is what we have. That's what should have happened. But it didn't. So now what happened is, is now you have, you know, this vaping exploding. 18 to 25 years going crazy. I want to get drippers and mods and even everybody. They're going nuts over this fucking vaping. Anti-tobacco groups started to notice this. Started catching kids with these things. And they said, shit. And they started looking at the marketing. They're like, holy shit. What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> What's this shit? We can't have this shit going on. So they got involved. And they said, fuck this. We're not going to let this happen. Can you blame them? Look at what they were seeing. Look at the marketing that was happening back then. Look at the, the e-liquids that were out back then. Just everything about it. It did. It screamed, we're trying to target kids. They weren't trying to target kids. They are trying to target 18 to 25-year-olds. They should have been trying to target smokers from 18 to 90. But no. 18 to, so anti-tobacco groups get involved. Okay? What do they start doing? 2012, 2003, definitely 2013. What do they start doing? Here's what they did and they continue to do today that kills us. There's one simple thing they do. Does anybody know what it is? I bet nobody does. I'll tell you what it is. And you would think that it doesn't work. It fucking works. It's called commercials. That's all they did. They put on fucking commercials. That's it commercials saying that oh this is worse than smoking you're breathing in heavy metals and toxin chemicals that you know just how bad it is and all that commercials and i know we see those commercials and we saw them through the years and went oh that's stupid whatever like that's a dumb commercial who who's gonna believe who's gonna watch that believe that tens of millions of people do they work the average person thinks that vaping is worse than smoking because of those fucking commercials that's it and they show them over and over and over and over and over they spend fucking they got to spend hundreds of millions of dollars on stupid fucking commercials and they work they work to this day they still work so as an industry you need to come up with some fucking commercials (laughs) <laughs> I'll get into that in a little bit. You need commercials. You need to do something. Try to convince uh, politicians, oh, you know, give up on all that. You've got the only thing that's going to save vaping is convincing the public that this is not bad. That's the only thing that's going to do it. Politicians are going to get a fuck. Do you understand? They're only going to care if the majority of people are saying, don't get rid of it, then they're going to care. When their constituents come to them and say, hey, you know, I don't like your stance on this vaping thing. I think it's okay. When they start getting a lot of that, all of a sudden they're going to be fine with vaping. You want to know why? Because they don't have a job without their constituents. They have to vote them in. They don't want to lose those votes. And if too many of them are saying, hey, lay off the vaping shit, they will. Other than that, they're not going to listen to you. They're not going to listen to the tobacco industry. They're not going to listen to advocacy. They're not going to listen. They, they've already been programmed and people, America's already been programmed to think that this is, is just as bad or worse than smoking. It, that's just a fact. And this, this industry doesn't have much longer if it doesn't fucking uh, put some goddamn commercials. You know what the commercial should be? Now I'm going off, but I can't, I can't take it. You know what the commercial should be? Here's the commercial. Here's what it should be. 
The industry needs to all get together and put out some goddamn commercials. Define them as science. Science. That's the whole campaign, science. Because that's what's being screamed right now by all our politicians. Science. We follow the science. Okay. So air some fucking commercials. Then what you do is you do science and you do fiction. Very simple. Here's the commercial. Here's the, here's the uh, fiction. Anti-tobacco groups say that vaping is worse than smoking. That's what they say. Oh, here's the science. Science says, do-do-do-do-do. That's not true. We've already proven with science that's not true. Even the FDA uh, will tell you that they know it's safer than smoking. They won't say it's safe because it's not. But they will say it's safe. Yes. If they, is vaping safer than smoking? Yes, it is. That's already been proven. And you put a commercial out there, air it all over the fucking country, air it on every major, whoever you can air it, wherever the hell you can air it, you air it. Anywhere you can air it. So then people start going, hmm, really, is that true? And, and then you keep on doing those over and over. Fiction. Uh, vaping causes popcorn lung. Science. Never, never, ever, ever has been a case, there's never been a case of a popcorn lung in any adult anywhere in the world caused by vaping, never. That's what you got to do. You've got to convince the general population that this isn't bad. It's not this bad, evil thing they're making it to be. And they're just lying. And then you got to go after the anti-tobacco groups and say, you know what their job is that they're slacking on? Keeping kids off cigarettes. What the fuck happened to keeping kids off cigarettes? That's gone. Out the window. Tobacco-free kids is all in vaping now. Vaping, vaping, vaping. Everything is vaping. What happened to keeping kids off cigarettes? You know, these are things that need to be done. You know? I, and, you know, it's funny. I remember, God, how many years ago? Seven, eight years ago. Julie. Julie, Julie, Julie. Lovely Julie telling me. She said, you know what, Kevin? At some point, the science is going to... They, they're not going to be able to ignore the science, right? That's just not going to, they can't. They can't ignore the science. The science will save this industry one day. And I think, you know, she's kind of right. The, the, the science is there. The science is there. It's been there. But it's not saving us. We have to force it out there to all America and say, this is the science. This is what's going on. That's what's going to save vaping. It's that simple. You don't do that, you're fucked. Say goodbye. All these discount PMTAs these companies put in. You know, let me explain something to you. You have all these e-liquid companies putting in these discount PMTAs so they can just stay in business. And let me tell you something. There's no way in fuck the FDA is going to approve hundreds if not thousands of PMTAs. It is not going to fucking happen. They will simply not do that. They'll choose three. These three companies. We'll deal with these three companies. The rest can go fuck off. And as long as those three companies spent the millions involved for all the vigorous research and everything else they're going to want to pass this PMTA. You guys aren't getting a PMTA. You understand? I, 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 I know you think somewhere, well, but you're not getting it. It's not going to happen. All you're doing is buying time. I spoke... To two FDA investigators about two months ago, face to face, they were here standing right in front of me. Why were they here? 
Look on my Twitter. I explained why on my Twitter they were here. I'm not going to get into why they were here. But they were here. Very nice people. Very, very nice people. And I, and, I, and I was asking the guy some questions. And I said to him, I said, listen. I said, um, come September, a lot of these companies are worried because that's the time limit that's up for their PMTAs. And, you know, if you don't buy, if you submitted a PMTA, discount PMTA, whatever it is, PMTA in general. And this September, if you don't have any sort of, I guess, approval, or I don't know what, they, I guess they can pull them off the market by, by this September. They have to pull them off the market if they don't have their approvals yet. But that's not going to happen. The investigator said that's not going to happen. He says, there's no way we're going to tell them, oh, September, we, they want to extend the date. Okay. They want to extend the date and they're going to extend the date. But he said, the problem isn't us extending the date. We know we can't get to all these applications. He said, they are overwhelmed. Who's very honest guys is we are overwhelmed with these applications and there's just no way we're going to get to all of them by September. It's not going to happen. So the FDA has every intention on extending the date. That's what he said. That came straight from an FDA investigator. So if you're hearing anything anywhere else, they're fucking wrong. But. He said, this is the problem. This is the problem. The problem is that an anti-tobacco group is going to sue. And then who knows what's going to happen at that point? He said, if we, he said, you know, he explained it great. He said, we do what we think is best. We're not trying to please anti-tobacco groups. We're not trying to please vape companies. We're simply doing what we're supposed to do. That's the right thing to do. You know, what the FDA has to do. Okay, it's that simple. What they feel and they know is the right thing. With that, that's what they do. Doesn't matter if a if a vape company gets mad or anti. That doesn't matter. And sometimes some things that they do may look like it's benefiting an anti-tobacco stance, but then some things that they do makes it look like they're benefiting vape companies. And they're not trying to benefit either one of them. They're just doing their job. But when they do one thing, they're either being sued by the tobacco industry. Or they're being sued by anti-tobacco industry. They're constantly being sued no matter what they do. So he says, just because we're going to do that doesn't mean it's going to happen because, of course, we're going to be sued and we're going to have to go through that. So who knows? But that's their intention. But it doesn't matter. You want to know why? Because none of you are getting PMTAs. <laughs> You're all tripping if you think you are. It's not going to happen. You think they're going to fucking sit there and try to regulate that? That's just not, not going to happen. Three companies, I say. Maybe two, three, three tops. That's it. So if you want to change, and you know what? Honestly, honestly, the FDA should really have no regulation over this at all. This is fucking silly. It really needs a whole new category. Vaping and e-cigarettes needs to be in its own thing. Not a medical product, medical device, not a tobacco product, something new, something completely different because of what it is. It does get people off cigarettes. There's no fucking question. It does. It's gotten millions of people off cigarettes. It's crazy. Not just cigarettes. A lot of them not even, don't even do nicotine. I haven't had nicotine in years. So it works, but it's not really a medical device. I mean, there's gotta be a whole new, but what you have to do first before any of that, before that would even be considered before the government or the or anybody would give a shit is you have to convince America that this isn't bad, that this is okay. You know how you do that? Commercials. Get a fucking commercial. <laughs> That's it. That's all you got to do. 
Major commercials. And I know people are going to say, oh, CBS isn't going to put fucking... No, they're probably not. CBS, ABC, they're probably not going to allow any sort of commercials that would make vaping look good. You're right. Fuck them. You don't need them. You got, you got news networks. You got all kinds of networks. You got tons and tons of networks where you can advertise. And that's all you got to do. That's it. Just call them out so the American public can see it. The American public can save vaping. Vape organizations are not going to save vaping. <laughs> They're just not. We're going to convince the Democrats. No, you're not going to convince them of anything. They've already been convinced that this is bad and it's got to go. But now the good thing, though, is the public, and it's also good for the commercials because the public is starting to get on our side. They're starting to. They're starting to see it's kind of ridiculous they're going after this vape. What I'm seeing a lot of the general public does when all these bad vaping stories on social media pop up is I see them saying, well, what about cigarettes? Why are we banning cigarettes? We're going to have these vapes. Ban the fucking cigarettes. I mean, and it's a great, they're right. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And that just gets blown off. That shouldn't get blown off. Oh, anyway. I went way off. I'm back at 2013, 2014. 2013, 2014, industry blew up. The marketing was out of control. And that was just it. The antis kept on running their commercials. The industry kept on going. The FDA kept on trying to regulate it or come up with ways to regulate it. They finally did in 2016 where they had all the company. It's, it's amazing. The FDA came out in 2016. They said, listen, you guys want to keep on selling your vape stuff. Go ahead. But you got to submit your stuff with us. Got to submit it with us. Okay. You got to tell us who you are. It doesn't cost anything. You just have to submit your products with us. So everybody did it. And that was another interesting thing that the investigator told me. So everybody did it, right? Everybody did it. Now they're using that same list of all the people that did that to go after companies. <laughs> they're just taking that list and they're going to see, are, did you submit a PMTA? Did you not? Blah, blah, blah. And it's interesting. He said to me, the investigator, he said, you know, we have a list of companies, so we, we work off those. Or if someone calls in and says, hey, you know, there's this guy selling e-liquid out of his garage. He says, we're going to investigate that. But that's it. If you're not on that list from the FDA or someone is in call and essentially tell on you, they're going to have no clue who you are. He admitted that. <laughs> he, was a, he was a very interesting guy. But anyway, to get back, 2014. So yeah, things were completely out of control. And, and, and then it just, it just went downhill from there. You know, it, 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 it's amazing. that it, it was still doing well. People, you know, 2014, 2000, even 18, industry-wise, those four years were the best, were the best, best for vaping for the industry. If you had an e-liquid company, you were so, oh my God, you were killing it. Stores were killing it. You know, it worked. And it wasn't just 18 to 24-year-olds we were getting in our stores, because I worked in a vape shop back then. It was everybody, adults, grandmas, housewives, everybody, people that just didn't want to smoke or saw someone doing it like, like we had a couple of housewives come in. They're like, oh, a couple of our friends were doing this at the party the other night. We want to try them up, 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 up. And they'd buy zero milligram. Just, you know, it was everybody. Everybody got involved. But it was mostly 90% of the customers were people that just wanted to quit smoking. And it worked. And it was great. And it was almost like a hobby. You got to buy all these things. There's all this stuff going on. And it just 
it it start it's you know 2000 vaping started to tone down a bit in 2018 but 2019 when the whole Ovali scare came out that's when it just decimated the industry destroyed it when they came out and said e-cigarettes were killing people I, that my sales went down 40% most everybody i talked to their sales went down 40-50% and the market hasn't recovered from that it hasn't recovered. Here's what I don't understand about the vaping industry. Why is some, Why can't a bunch of vape companies get together and fucking sue the uh, CDC for what they did? They're a private company. Why can't that happen? They came out and they, and they claimed that e-cigarettes were killing people and then pretty much whispered when they figured out it wasn't that, oh, it wasn't. They never came out and made, an, and made an official announcement and said that we made a mistake. We fucked up. We thought e-cigarettes were killing people. It was really uh, THC-based vapes. It had nothing to do with e-liquid or, or nicotine uh, uh, vapor products, flavored vapor products. And we're sorry. We made a mistake. Because you know what? If they did that, then the mainstream news media would have to report on it. And they would. They'd say, oh, remember that whole thing? The CDC came out and said that that was wrong. It wasn't e-cigarettes. You know how much that would help? They won't. Sue them. Say, well, then we're going to sue you. I mean, they destroyed company. They destroyed my company. Not destroyed it, but they fucking hurt my company. I lost 40% of my sales over a lie. It's crazy. Well, not a lie. They didn't know. In all fairness, they didn't know. But when they did know... They didn't correct it. They didn't correct it. They still haven't corrected it. So that really, really hurt the industry. Not just the PMTA having to submit PMTAs if you want to stay on the market, but that. That hurt. Oh, and by the way, if you're using synthetic nicotine, you are not regulated by the FDA. Investigator told both told me straight up, you are not regulated by the if you use synthetic nicotine in your e-liquids, they have no regulation over you. That's been a big question. Everybody's been wondering. I don't know. The guy told me straight to my face, you do not. We they don't regulate it, and he explained because it's not a tobacco product. He said for now, unless a court order changes that, we have no regulation over e-liquids that have synthetic nicotine. And I was also lied to about synthetic nicotine. I want to say that real quick, too. Somebody told me that uh, the uh, synthetic nicotine, the uh, tobacco-free nicotine, the TFN nicotine, oh, it was terrible, this and that, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Maybe it was three, four years ago. It's not now. That's bullshit. That is complete bullshit. Let me tell you something. That fucking nicotine, it's fantastic. There is no harshness. None. No harshness. Harshness gone. And the flavors in the e-liquid are vibrant. They pop. Boom. You really taste the flavors. And it's, it, it's nicotine. It hits like nicotine. It feels like nicotine. That shit's nicotine. Without the harshness. And it makes your flavors. It's the greatest thing ever. It really is. It's fantastic. And a lot of e-liquid companies are using it. And you just don't know it. They just don't say anything. A lot. I shouldn't say a lot. A pretty good amount are. Most are still using tobacco-derived nicotine. And they file their discount PMTAs and they're using the tobacco-derived nicotine because they simply don't want to spend the money on TFN nicotine. They feel it's, it's more cost-effective 
to spend the money on the discount PMTA, which is going to keep on the market for the next couple of years and sell the tobacco derived nicotine. They want to be to switch to the TFN and then they wouldn't have to be bothered at all by the FDA because they have no regulation over them. So I have my own opinions on that. I'm not going to get into that. But anyway, so yeah, so now we're to a point where the industry has been hurt by scandal that e-cigarettes are killing people, hasn't recovered from that. The hobbyist aspect is just over. There was such a great hobbyist aspect. It went on for years. About 2018, it started to die, and now it's just pretty much dead. The whole hobbyist aspect of it is dead. But what needs to happen now is it needs to be saved because at the end of the day, it does get people off of cigarettes. There's no question. It works. And if you're going to save it, you got to air commercials. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I know that sounds crazy. Okay. You have to air commercials. You have to convince the general public that this is not bad. You have to show them all the science. Do a vaping science campaign. And put out these commercials. Stop wasting money. Whatever you're wasting money on advocacy, stop it. Do commercials. It works. I would have never thought in a million years. It works. It's fucking incredible. It really is. And I hope, I hope this industry gets saved. It's going to be tough. You've got an administration in the White House that does not like vaping. And they'll ban it in a second. And they're not going to follow the science. But they're going to listen to their constituents. And if their constituents are saying, follow the science... They're going to have no choice. They want to keep their jobs. They're going to have no choice. You know, everybody went off about our Trump. You're a Trump supporter. Listen, you idiots. I wanted Trump to stay president because he was a president that didn't want to ban this industry. That's why. And then people go, oh, well, he, he did the age thing to 21. Yeah, he really had no choice. And, and then he banned the flavor pods. He had to do something. He didn't have a choice. He was trying to make us happy and them happy. Okay, I'll ban some stupid flavor pods, whatever. That make you happy? You know, I mean, like, you, you got to give and take. He was willing to work. He wanted to work something out. He was trying to be fair to both these, these anti... And, and understand, the only reason he felt a need to please these anti-vape people is because his wife was so involved in it. They got her. They got to her. They convinced her that this is terrible. Vaping's got, it's got, you got to ban all flavors. They convinced his wife with beyond it. She is totally convinced. And it's his wife. But he has a different opinion. This is fucking stupid. Let him sell their stuff. This is dumb. Ban vape shit. So to make his wife happy, but yet make the everybody happy. Okay, I'll ban some flavor pods. Okay, or that make you happy. And here's another thing, too. I'm going to address on these two things, and people are going to think, I don't give a fuck what you think in the vaping. I don't care. First, I see that they're trying to ban sweeteners and e-liquids in Canada. Jeez, that's funny. I remember saying that years ago, and people laughed at me. I said, they're going to ban sweetener. Oh, yeah, well, okay, yeah, sure they are. Uh, they're going to do it here, too. And let me tell you why. It's very, well, I'll tell you why, number one, it's just simply not good for you. And it's not needed. It's not good to inhale it. It's not good to, it's not good to inhale sweetener. It's not good to inhale sweetener. And science will prove that. 
And they'll realize you don't need it in there. You don't need this sweetener stuff. You can make that stuff without the sweetener. 2009, 2010, we didn't have sweeteners in our e-liquids. And they were fantastic. They're not going to allow it. It's harmful. Sweetener is harm, and e-liquid is harmful. And they're not going to allow it. If you have an e-liquid and it has sweetener in it, you better fucking figure out how to make it without sweetener because they are not going to, and they shouldn't. And I get so much, I've gotten so much shit from people in this industry for saying, and I've been saying this for years and years, and it harmed me. I know a lot of, a lot of other people it harmed. It's got to go away. Let them ban sweetener. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I mean, it's harmful. And the second thing they want to do is nicotine caps. Nicotine caps. Let's cap the nicotine. The whole industry, vaping industry. Yeah, no, you can't do that. Why not? We didn't fucking listen. This is ridiculous. You don't need 50 milligrams. If you, if, if you need 50 milligrams of e-liquid to vape, there's something wrong. Go to a fucking doctor and be like, man, I'm fucking, I'm inhaling 50 milligrams. This is not doing it for me. You need, to, I don't know what you need, but you need some. No. No, no, no. Here's the way it should be. 20 milligram and under for retail sale. Anything over 20 milligram. I don't know how you would do it. And I don't want, I don't want to get emails about, oh, well, you can't do that. Just shut up. I'm just saying anything over 20 milligram. I don't know if a doctor, a doctor prescribes it, have a doctor prescribe. I don't know. Someone prescribe it so that you could use it temporarily. If you're going to vape 50 milligram, you should only do it temporarily. You do 50 milligram for two weeks. Then you step down to 40 for two weeks. Then you step down to 30 for two weeks. You step down to get to a reasonable level of nicotine. Nobody should be puffing on 30 and 50 milligrams a fucking day every day for weeks and months on end. They shouldn't. If you think they should, you're fucking wrong. They shouldn't. That's insane. For years, we didn't have that shit. We'd have salt nicks. We were just fine. These fucking salt nicks come out of nowhere. Oh, great. It's a way for someone to fucking inhale 50 milligrams of nicotine without it ripping out their fucking throat. Oh, that's real genius. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? That's insane. Sorry. That's how I feel. I'm entitled to feel that way. But in this fucking industry for 11 years, and I see what it does. I, I see goddamn you people every day. You see it all. Oh, my God, I'm getting these chest pains. Yeah, because you're fucking vaping this 30, 50 milligram salt nick. There's no need for it. And quite honestly, when they say the kids are using, that's exactly what they're using them for. Kids are going out and buying fucking, I'll just buy some six milligram uh, vanilla cake and let's put it in this RDA. No, they're not doing that. They're saying, hey, man, which one has the most, that has 30, that has 50 milligrams? Give me that one. They vape to get high. They're getting high off the shit. That's why teen use blew up. Teen use blew up when salt nicks came out and all these crazy high nicotine uh, e-liquids came out. When Juul, when fucking uh, all the other ones that came out, any e-liquids that were salt nicks, they went nuts for them. They're like, dude, fucking get you wasted. That's why it went up. I know the industry saying, well, some people just need that to get off cigarettes. No, very few people need that to get off cigarettes. Very, very few. Like I said, back when we started, very few people used 24 milligram. Out of 10 vapors, one did. The rest was 12, 18, 6, you know, the average. And then the goal always back then was you get down. 
you get down, you know, you work your way down. And we were always promoting working down. Like I started at 12, I got down to three. It was, that was the thing from 2009, 10, 11, 12, you work your way down. Not anymore. Not anymore. Now they just go oh, buy this 30 milligram salt. Nick, just puff on that. You'll be fine. I'll keep you off the cigarettes. No wrong answer. You use this maybe for a few weeks and then you got to step down, but they're not doing that. That whole stepping down off the nicotine doesn't exist anymore in this industry. It's crazy. It's sad. It, it, you know, it's not all sad. I'm happy because this, this technology, like I knew it did, blew up and still to this day keeps all these people off cigarettes. It works. But it's just very sad to see what the industry did to it. They just, it's like they destroyed our chances from Americans seeing how great this is with stupid marketing, stupid e-liquid names, dumb fucking products with SpongeBob, SpongeBob SquarePants and other cartoon characters, all this bullshit. They made us look stupid. They made it where, you know, if you say you're a vapor, you go to, it's go to five people. Yeah, I use e-cigarettes. Three of them are going to chuckle. Oh yeah, I use those douche flutes, those dumb things. We made ourselves look like that. That's why they think that. And the anti-tobacco people just put a spotlight on it with commercials. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Unbelievable. Like I said, I'm, I, I'm, I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. But this podcast just has to continue without vaping talk. It's got, it's got to continue on a new path. I've got to take it to a new path. There's so many things I have to talk about that I see every week that I want to talk about and discuss with people and take calls and, and do all that. So I'm going to continue the podcast, but this whole vaping theme is just done. And I really, really hope and pray that the industry can save itself. It's on death's door right now. It really is. I'd say within six months, they're going to start handing out those, uh, those discount PMTAs. They're going to start getting denied, 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 denied. They'll all be denial letters. Denied, denied, denied. And just so you know, when all these companies get these denial letters, you see how fast all of a sudden they're going to love synthetic nicotine. And they're going to say, oh, that's okay. We're still going to stay on the market with our TFN nicotine. All of a sudden, they're going to love synthetic nicotine, TFN nicotine, and they're all going to switch to it. And then when they all switch to it, then the FDA is going to go after it. They're not going to go after synthetic nicotine right now. But when all these companies switch over to it, then they will. Then they'll say, okay, well, now they're using it as a workaround. So now we're going to go after that too. It's never going to end. It's never going to end. It's never going to end. Unless you get to the general population, the general public, and convince them that these people are nuts. This thing's getting people out. These people are crazy. Saying these things, they're nuts. These people are getting people off cigarettes are the greatest product ever. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Oh, God, you know, this is so hard. There's so many more things that I want to talk about right now, but I can't. I have to save it for my next podcast. I really, really do. I have to save it. I don't want it, but I have to. Ay, ay, ay. It's a shame. But we'll see what happens. I really don't want to go on because I'm going to start talking about stuff I shouldn't be talking about. So I'm trying to think, is there anything else I want to write? You know, you know, I want to say one thing. I want to thank every 
guest that ever, ever came on this show and discussed vaping with me, even the people I don't like, I want to thank all of them. I, you you want to have some fun. Go through my fucking replay. You want to hear about vape stuff? Go through my replays. My replays over the past 10 years really do define where vaping was and what was going on. If you really want to get understanding, you want to know what's going on in vaping in 2012, go back to my SoundCloud page and listen to all the shows from 2012. You'll know. 2009, I have, I have 2010. Now, there's a Blog Talk radio page. I'll put that up there, too, that has all the older shows. You can go back to 2010, 2011. I think I started on uh, SoundCloud like 2012. So 2012, 2013, all through the years. You want to know what's going on in vaping? I talked about it. There's audio documentation of it. It's there. You'd be shocked. You'd be surprised. I was doing that the other day. You know, I was listening to a show I did probably two, three years ago where I discussed going to a... Uh, a hearing, a, 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 they were having a uh, legislation hearing here trying to ban uh, flavors. And I explained what happened when I went. Long story short, I single-handedly, I wouldn't say single-handedly, but I did a lot to convince these legislators that their flavor ban was wrong and ridiculous. And they tabled the flavor ban. And this is why people should go and speak at legislation hearings. Legislation hearings shouldn't be people reading scripts. Legislation hearings shouldn't be people reading scripts. Should be real people. They don't want to hear your fucking script. They want to hear real people say real things. So they know what, what these laws are and who they're affecting. That's a whole other thing I'm not going to get into. See, this is all I'm not going to talk about vaping, <laughs> vaping anymore. There's, anyway, I have to wrap this up. It's been almost an hour. Well, hang on. I'll take a call first. I forgot. I forgot I had the phone lines on. One second. Hello, eight five nine caller. Are you there, Evan? I'm glad you did have the phone line on. This is uh, John from Kentucky. Hello, this is the guy from the flea market. How are you, John? Yeah, hello. Do you hear me? I can hear I'm you. I'm doing good, and I'm. I can hear you too. I'm glad you did a podcast today, and. Uh, as far as vaping goes, well, look, I'll just cut to the chase. It's not exactly the only decimated industry in America right now, to say the least. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I just kind of leave it at that. My small town I live in, it, look, it's just not what it was. Uh, my vape business for me, I'm officially out of it. However, I do still have some dealings with just a handful of people that are still vaping, all of them over the age of 45. So I'll, that's that's all I I better say about that. Um, well, no, well, hang on, hang on. Wise, I, One second, you, you still ahead. you still hang on to these people because you know okay. they depend on your juice to stay off cigarettes, and you don't want to take that from them, right? I get that. I totally get that. Right, right. Exactly. Well, you see, I know how to mix a few flavors that they love, and that's the thing. And uh, we're still trying the DIY route right now, and we'll see how long that can go. I am able to get some products still in the mail. Don't ask me how. I, I don't want to go into details. I'm not doing anything illegal that I know of. The websites are up, but... You know, I could go on for hours here, uh, just like I'm sure you could. But uh, I'm trying to 
kind of hang on on the side like that. And I am a trucker also, and the offers I am getting are just unreal. I can't something – Kevin, something's going on. The money they're offering me now is unreal, and I'm just saying – What's going on? Why have wages gone up like this? Does nobody uh, want to drive? I mean, I don't because know. No, because nobody wants to work. Here's what happened. Because the government actually did too good of a job giving people money. And it's true. All these people over the past year and a half gotten all, between stimulus payments and, and unemployment and t- all this stuff. They've, got, they've gotten all this money. They don't want to work. We have restaurants here that are closed during the day. Because they can't get anybody to work. All the industry, I just we just went and got some furniture, right? They said they were having the hardest time keeping drivers. They can't. They it's it's crazy. Like, I think we did too much. People got all this free money, and they stopped working. <laughs> we don't have anybody to work now. I mean, that's what I think is happening. I I, I can't explain it. It doesn't make sense. But this is happening in all industries. And shit, if they're offering you all that money, by all means, take it. <laughs> Good for you. You know. But they can't find. I just got, yeah, I got offered by one company a guaranteed $3,000 a week. I said, excuse me, say that again. Yeah. They said 3000 a week. I said, excuse me, I'm not an owner-op. I don't own my truck. They said, we know that. We'll give you a brand new truck to drive. What? That's a hundred and fifty grand a year. Are you, you are serious about this? Yeah. And they said, we are serious. So. Kevin, I don't know. It just sounds too good to be true. I, I just don't know. <laughs> it's blowing my mind. It's really not. I know it does sound too good, too good to be true, but it really isn't. I mean, a lot of industries are are suffering right now. And I, and I know here where I live in Connecticut, like I said, it's not just restaurants. We have other businesses that are just closed during the day. And it's not as bad right now because you have college kids and high school kids that are out and they want jobs. They want to work. They want to make money. Let me tell you something. When Christmas time comes... I would be shocked if you're going to be able to find stores that can stay open and meet the kind of demand that's going on. People are flooded with cash and they're spending. They're spending, spending. So I see why truckers are in big demand. People are buying all this stuff. You need a way to get it. I mean, of course, you need more truckers. You need more people. You you understand what I'm saying? You got to get all this stuff out. So it makes sense that truckers would be very busy. And yeah, I guess truckers have been hurt as well. and, and, And they're just some of them just like, fuck it. You know, some of them actually got out of the industry and started doing other things. You know, the pandemic also took people who were doing certain jobs and they decided to pursue other careers or other things that they would have never before because we were stuck in our fucking houses with no time but to think. So it really did. You know, everybody talks about people getting sick. No, COVID did a lot more than just make people sick. It changed everything. It fucking changed everything. Nothing is the same. It's... I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't I don't think it's good, <laughs> but everything has changed. So, you know what? If they're offering you all that money, you take it. You take it. Drive that truck. I think truck. I'm going to. I, I think I may just do it. I might just sell my house. I'm not upside down at all on my house. I can sell it. I, Kevin, if I ran like, if I am paid like that in a truck, I could run three or four years and be done. I, I could literally retire. I wouldn't be right. rich, but I would not be poor. I right. can retire. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you should absolutely do it. But yeah, I know it seems crazy, but it's not. Not with everything that's going on in the world right now. It's not crazy at all. Um, And, and it's great that this time has come so you can do that and be rewarded like that financially. That's fucking awesome. I, I don't know how much truckers get paid. I figured they got paid at least 100, 150 grand a year. I mean, that's a that's not an easy job. 
It's just not. I mean, no. I couldn't do it. Right. Well, I mean, it, look, there's a lot that makes 60 and 70 a year around where I live. But if you're offering that to drivers where I live, 150, I mean, that you're talking, you do that for five years, you can retire. Yeah. I mean, it's, and have your house paid off and just be done, you know. Yep. And uh, I'll be 54 here in August. So if I do work to 60, if I did that 10 years, I could do it, Greece. Let's, I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Put it that way. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, look, I'll stay in touch with your podcast, though. Are you going to be doing this weekly now or monthly, uh, I, or what I, are you planning on? Here? My my goal in the beginning is to do one uh, one every two weeks and then eventually bump it up to weekly because I, I have to kind of redo the whole thing. But I'm still going to talk about all. I, there's so many things I want to talk. You understand, like, vaping, you know, like, go so far. I really want to get into other topics right. and get myself out there so people can hear, can hear how fucking crazy I am, but I make sense. <laughs> so you know yeah. i you know i'm 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 i want to get that audience i love doing this this is so much fun i love doing this and, and having tea time allows me to be able to do this which is great so um yeah i'm, I'm that is good i'm not going anywhere and hey you have something to listen to if uh you do end up driving all those miles if you listen to me lose my shit yep. and fucking yep. <laughs> just go crazy <laughs> No, I mean, I'm always looking for good content to listen to, you know, trucking's a lonely life and everything. And, and anymore, you have to, well, it's not unheard of to be, you know, banned from something because you dare said something. It's just, uh, we kind of got to be careful about that, too. You know, I want to ask you a quick question. I, I'm just curious because you're yeah. saying you've been trucking. So I'm very curious. When I, years and years, many years ago, for a while, I lived in Florida. Now, I remember we used uh -huh. to go down um, to uh, Daytona, and right before the, they the Daytona exit, there'd actually be, like, hookers, like, lot lizards, like, hanging there right at the fucking exit. And we'd be like, holy shit, they're just, right. like, hanging right there. It was crazy. Now, that doesn't happen up here. Like, I've never in my life saw, like, a like a lot lizard or a hooker hanging out a fucking truck stop. Is that just, like, a southern thing, or, is <laughs> or does that go on everywhere? I mean... You don't know. Well, it depends. It seems to me like it depends on where you are. And I noticed that too. Whenever I ran the Northeast, uh, there weren't a whole lot up there. Right. But once you got, I mean, one place I saw a lot was probably Memphis, Tennessee. And for some reason, they were just all up and down the street there. Really? And uh, so it just, yeah, yeah. So it, it just all depends on where you are. So, um, but if I start running the roads again, I'll keep you updated on where I see most of them at. And, um, and right now, all my single and right now all my single male listeners are writing down Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> Memphis, Tennessee—that's one of them. Here's the thing: I guess sometimes they look uh, desirable; other times they really, really don't. That's just my opinion. Yeah, right. And, uh, See, I got to be careful about saying something like that. I'm liable to get banned from something just for saying something like that, you know. So, uh, uh, but they they tend to be pretty strung out. Uh, it's right. very very obvious, and that's why they're a lot lizards. So, uh, right. but you know, if things really really get bad, that may be all over the place. You yeah. know, people are just going to be desperate. I mean, do you think it'll get that bad, or what I, do you think? No, I don't think it's going to get that bad. I, I, I think if anything, okay. pe people are just flush with cash right now. Um, and, and if anything, I think that industry, uh, prostitutes, that whole escorts, that whole industry is probably doing great because people are flooded, flooded with cash right now, and they're just frivolously spending it. 
So that's something they would spend cash on. They say, oh, yeah, yeah you know, um, not to, a couple weeks ago, me and my wife went to the casino for a night. A place was packed, fucking packed. People spending money like nothing. I mean, wow. I, I, yeah, I, you know, I think things are, are fine for now. I, I think the biggest problem we're going to have is these eviction moratoriums are going to be pulled. A lot of people who rent didn't pay their rent. They just didn't. And let me tell you something. I'm going to be honest. If I was 20, 21 years old and I lived in an apartment like I did and someone said to me that, uh, you know, hey, uh, you know, uh, you don't have to pay your rent. I wouldn't have paid it either. I would have been like, fuck yeah, I'm not going to pay. I wouldn't have thought of the consequence of one a year. I'm going to have to pay all the back rent. And a lot of people didn't. And you're going to have massive evictions. That's going to be, I don't know how they're going to deal with that. That's that's going to be crazy. And that's coming. That's coming, I would say, within the next six months. I think they'll maybe slow it down because you got holidays coming up soon. But I think once 2022 hits, oh, my God, it's going to be devastating. Yes. When, when I was young, I was sometimes late on the rent. I might be a week late, and I paid you an interest fee or whatever. But right. I never burned you because I had a conscience. It was just me, you know. Maybe it's the way I was raised. But, right. look, I wasn't perfect, like I said. Um, and, uh, but when I was young and drinking and in an argument, I might punch a hole in your wall, but right. I would fix it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But, uh, you know, you know, being young, but yeah, but these people now uh, look, when I was growing up in the eighties, if you were on welfare or on food stamps, it was embarrassing. You didn't yes. let anybody know. Now, That's right. You're proud of it. Yeah. You look at people that are working and you say, you sucker, look, I got it for free. Yep. Absolutely correct. It was you're absolutely right. There was, I you know, and and not not a, we maybe had three or four kids in our entire class that were we knew were on welfare. They never they would never admit that. Mm -hmm. They never talk. It was very embarrassing for them. Very tough. And you're right. Now they brag about that shit. Oh, they got EBT cards. Mm -hmm. They got this. I get free food. I get free. They brag about. It. I think it's it's insane. I like. I don't know. Our our whole world is different from when I was talking to someone about this the other day too. Like j just being a kid in the eighties and not had we had no technology, none. You know, we went outside. I remember going in the woods and climbing trees that if I fell out of them, I'd be dead. My parents didn't care. I just walked by. I go in the woods. I climbed trees. I'd rip. You know, that was crazy what we did, and and we were all fine. Um, you know, now things. It's such a, my, I have a daughter, she's five years old. She's glued to her fucking tablet, the fucking tablet, tablet this. I got to see this guy. It's such a different time. It's so, you know, there's never going to be kids that are experienced that what we did and we should, we're, we're, the country's turned too safe, safe, safe. We got to make sure they're safe. We can't do this. That's unsafe, unsafe. Got to make them safe. You know what? Sometimes you don't have to be safe. Sometimes you should be unsafe. And you know what? It'll teach you to be safe. Back in the day, if you touch the stove, well, well, then you got burned. You're not touch the stove again. Now, this day, if you touch the stove, we're calling the state on you. We're taking your kid. <laughs> you know, it's like it's so yeah. it's so different now. It's uh, it, it, kids will never be the same. It is. And, you know, people are afraid of this virus. If you take your dog to get his toenails clipped, they'll say, well, does he have his rabies shots? Well, it's Sunday. Let's see. I need to look that. I can't look it up. I can't clip his toenails. I mean, years ago, they would have looked at him and said, ah, he looks okay. Yeah, bring him in. I mean, right. people were not paranoid like they are now. It's ridiculous. Yes. Oh, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. They have him more paranoid than ever because the mainstream news media went nuts 
on this COVID. They went nuts. They made sure to frighten people. And here's the craziest thing. I can't talk about this, but I'm just going to say it because everybody's probably wondering. This fucking vaccine, let me tell you something. I saw something today where they said, hey, you want free gas? Come to the gas station. Come to Shell, and we'll give you $10 with the free gas and the vaccine for free. Don't people see that and say, wait a minute. Number one, why are you trying to, like, get me to take, like, what is this? You're going to, why are you giving me free gas to take a vaccine? And who the fuck gets a vaccine at a gas station? Like, what in the fuck is going on? Uh, go get the vaccine. It's a lottery. Someone's going to win a million dollars. We're going to choose one. What the, they're, they're bribing. They're doing anything. They're bribing, paying people to fucking take this vaccine. Don't people look at that and go, huh, that's not good. That kind of worries me a little bit. Why are they willing to pay me to take it? What's so bad about this fucking thing that they want to bribe me or offer me money to take it? Like, like, how do they not see that? That that's amazing to me. Like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with people or what's going on in this world. Actually, I think maybe. And I think, and I think they're also inflating how many people have gotten this vaccine. I think maybe, maybe forty percent of Americans have it, and sixty percent still don't. And, and and they shouldn't. This thing was thrown on us. This is not your typical vaccine. This this is not like a flu or any other vaccine. This thing changes your immune system. Fuck that shit. I'm not taking anything that fucks with my immune system. No, thank you. I mean, I I'll get into that on another show. I I shouldn't have started talking about it but i can't take it i'm I'm seeing you know what i'm saying i'm seeing all this stuff like i think it's crazy that they're trying and now they're going to send people to come door to door to try to convince us that's what they said the other day biden said they're going to go door to door fuck you don't come to my door i'm not interested and how do they know which doors to go to you want to explain that one to me exactly (laughs) i mean right but, but I guess, you know, I don't know. Am I the only one that sees this? Other people have to see this. I mean, it's just crazy to me. But, um, you know, I'm watching these uh, videos on YouTube, and there's one guy right now. He's in New York City, and he's just walking around, and he's looking at all these empty places, for lease, for rent. They're just all over the place. It's, it's just unbelievable. And it's the same way where I live. A lot of things are, have just gotten shut down permanently. Yeah. And I don't know what's what's going to happen here. You know, I, I just don't know. We'll I guess we'll see. But how is all this just going to rebound overnight? I mean, I'm not an economist. Right. But what would you tell me? Oh, it's, it's not going to rebound overnight. Idea? Yeah. Oh, no, it's not going to happen. There's no way it's going to rebound overnight. It's going to get worse before it gets better. We focus so much on COVID and people getting sick. Nobody focused on all the other things that were going on. You have. Tons of, of, of uh, uh, people who own uh, houses, they own apartments, the, the renters, the people that rent out these places, they got fucked. They got f- Imagine you own an apartment building, okay, and you live in an apartment and the person that lives upstairs, and the person that lives upstairs didn't have to pay you any fucking rent for a year and a half, and you depend on that money to pay your fucking mortgage and pay your bills. Those people got fucked. Right. They got fucked. You know, it's it, it, and then and now they'll they're finally able to get rid of these people. But now you're gonna have you're gonna have massive people are it's it's gonna get worse. And we're gonna see what we're gonna see is the economic destruction this did. It hasn't come yet. It's coming because people are still flushed with their stimulus cash right now. That's gonna run out too. It's gonna come. But but and hopefully, hopefully we get another president in there. I don't give a fuck if he's Democrat, Republican, or out of a clown. I don't give a fuck. Someone that can fix this. Because Joe can't fix it. Sorry, people. Joe can't fix it. We need someone to fix it. 
That's a whole nother topic. Like I said, <laughs> right. that's another one. I have to be careful about what I say anywhere or I'm liable not to have a phone service again. Yeah. That kind of thing. So, <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about here. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know who's going to fix it now. I mean, I, I think you can damage something so badly that you just have to ride it out. Nobody's going to fix it. Yeah. You'll just ride it out. It's kind of like, you know, like going to jail for 10 years. What do you do? You don't do anything. You ride out the 10 years and then they let you out. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know at this point. So, and, and, but, and, uh, I, and, I, and I do suggest yeah, this. Yeah, it's fast. I suggest that everybody, if you don't have a gun permit, go get one and get a gun. Just just in case. You don't know what's going to happen. Just in case. You you know, if you got some, you, you, you could have at some point massive looting people. You know, I saw a video the other day. It, San Francisco, in the middle of the fucking day, San Francisco, a, a group, I don't know, 20, 30 fucking people ran into a Neiman Marcus grabbed a bunch of fucking purses and waltz, all kinds of shit, and fucking went running out the fucking door with them in the middle of the goddamn day. I mean, you know, you don't know what's going to happen, and, and you, need, you need to be protected. And I'll tell you something. Someone tries to come near your house or do that shit, and you got a gun, bye. They're, they're, they're going to go to the next house that doesn't have a gun. They're not going to have anything at all to do with you. I mean, you, right. people need people to protect themselves. people that did that to the store, do they not realize... The store does not get that stuff for free. It's not donated by the government. You see, they're what's called a reseller. They buy it, then they resell it for a profit. Don't they know that? They don't that care. The store cannot last if you do that. Yeah, they, they don't care. They don't care. Exactly. You know, and and again, and then what? Well, what do they do when that store is closed down and nobody else wants a business around there, and the whole area is just a hellhole? Now what? Then they start moving on to residences. That's what I'm saying. That's why you got to get uh-huh. a gun. <laughs> that's, that's exactly. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's why people need to protect themselves. Get an alarm and get a gun. Even if you don't like guns, you should have something. Something. I mean, I'm telling you, a gun works. You're not going to have to shoot it, probably. You just come out there with a gun. They're gone. You know, you, you walk out in your driveway right. with a double barrel shotgun. Bye. They're going to go. Goodbye. They're not even going to bother with you. They're going to go to the next house. I mean, you know, you got it. I'm not saying they get to that point, but you never know. It could. I mean, things are scary right now. You're right. I I, got to end this. You're going to have me talking about all kinds of shit I shouldn't be talking about. But thank you so much for calling. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. When's your next podcast quickly? When is it? I will will say it's going to be two weeks from today. Okay. I'll, I'll look at Facebook or wherever you put the information up to let us know. Yes, will do. Thank you, man. Okay. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Yep. Take care. Good talking to you again. Bye. Okay. Very nice. Yeah, I can't start going to this. So anyway, I'm going to end this show. I have to end it. Oh, no. Don't tell me. Yeah, no. I can't do any more calls. I'm sorry. I'll take calls on the next podcast. I promise. All new. It's going to be fun. You're going to love it. But I have to end this right now because I have to be at dinner in 20 minutes. I'm having dinner with my mother. How sweet. So that's it. I'm going to end this. Thank you for listening. Uh, I will have the replay up uh, tomorrow, I promise. And uh, that's it. I'm out. I will talk to you soon. Thank you.